0: Welcome to Wargaming Recon. I am your host, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. Today we're going to talk about something interesting and a little different. For me, uh, as a result of the past couple years, and the tremendous amount of loss that I've had due to the passing away of friends and family members, I, whether I've known it or not, I've been in a period of sustained and extreme grief. It's been really hard, and for those of you who are longtime listeners, you may recall that my dear friend and co-host, Adrian Benson, had passed away in 2021 because of esophageal cancer. For him, I wanted to really honor his memory, and so in the beginning, I decided to throw myself into hobbying, right? to terrain making and painting and building and all those kind of things and then as time progressed and my grief continued on its journey and i'm still not done yet i don't know that i'll ever be done i guess you you never finish it really um that's just i would need someone smarter than i am to tell me that but i don't think you do but as my journey continued it became too painful for me to play war games, to paint models, to build things, to create terrain. I couldn't do it. It was just, it was too hard. Um, Emotions were too raw, they still are actually. And as much as I wanted to do it, and as much as I felt that I owed it to Adrian and his memory to do it, It was not good for me. I've been open about my journeys with mental health issues, in particular depression, I have chronic depression, and anxiety, I have all sorts of anxiety, social anxiety, generalized anxiety, you name it, I worry about all the things all the time. It's not good, I don't recommend it. But if you have it, or some form of it, you know what I mean, and you can't help yourself. And so I was feeling a lot of guilt about not being able to honor Adrian's memory and being unable to do these things and things that had brought me joy before. And instead they were bringing me pain. But also because of my mental health journeys, I know that a very important tool in my toolkit is to do things productive and creative with my hands. This is something that I've learned from a multitude of mental health specialists, uh, from research, from all sorts of things. And so I lost a major coping mechanism for myself. And that was hard. And that made things worse. I didn't know what to do. I felt that I was a ship afloat but sinking fast and with no direction to go. No land in sight, no hope in my view. What you may not know about me is I am a theater fan. I love the theater. I love musicals. I love plays. They bring me happiness. And so there's one that's a little bit controversial called Dear Evan Hansen. It's about this high schooler who has crippling anxiety. In the beginning of the play, it starts off with the character's mother asking him if he's been writing these letters to himself. Dear Evan Hansen, today's gonna be a good day and why? And that's an actual mechanism that is used to help those who have anxiety, such as I do. I have written letters to myself in the past. These kind of things to kinda help me notice how things can be better and to be grateful for what is good instead of focusing on what is not. And so I didn't write myself a letter, but I kind of went through the exercise of trying to think what is available for me. Painting wasn't working, building models wasn't working, creating terrain wasn't working, the idea of playing games was very hard And pandemic on top of all of that, right? So some of the things that I could do, I couldn't. I am immunocompromised. I have to be very, very, very careful, (laughs) which I guess kind of goes, it's like, it's a terrible thing, but it also works well with my anxiety because I can say, well, I can't do this because I could get hurt because I'm immunocompromised. So it feeds into each other. But also, it's not great. And so I was thinking, well, what can I do? What can I do? And I came across something that I didn't expect to come across. And often I find in journeys of mental health or just in life, that's how it works. You lose something in your home, and you don't know where it is, and you look for it, you look for it, you look for it, and you can't find it. And then you stop looking, and that's when you find the thing. It could be exactly where you looked before, but now you have it. So, I had learned in my community that there is an independent Lego store. You might not be aware, especially if you're not into Lego. I think a lot of us, as children were, as a child of the 80s, as a late-gen Xer, I loved Lego. And my love kind of went dormant in the community. They call it a gray period, Uh, unlike the graying of the hobby that we use in wargaming, right? But they call it the gray period. Meaning <laughs> there's no Lego color in your life, but I still kind of I liked Lego, but it just it wasn't the same as when I was a kid and I heard that there was this independent Lego store, so there are official Lego stores that you can go to it's a Lego company store you can buy stuff there, you can see things they're really cool, but then there are also these think of them like a friendly local game store these third party as you were independent stores that sell Lego they might resell previously loved Lego sets and pieces or hard to find things and some of them will sell brand new sets too they work with a Lego distributor to do it and I learned that there was a store uh, in my community that fit the bill and i have been wanting to go to it and then I heard it moved and so I happened to find out about the new location they were doing a special event for kids where kids could come there was kind of like a, a mini party sort of thing And kids could go to this event, open house, to see the stores, it was going on. And they had some little games and then kids could win Lego brick and Lego pieces. And so I told my wife about it and we went, we brought our two children to it and started talking to the owner. His name was Anthony. And lo and behold found out we had a lot in common. The kids liked him a lot. They got along well with them. They had a great time at the store. We bought a few things. And then I thought, this is really cool. And so I went back. And I went back again. And again. And then it was on the second or third time that my wife said something really funny. And she said, oh, are you going to hang out with your new friend? And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? Who's my new friend? Because uh, I'm just ignorant to these kind of things. I didn't realize, she meant it half-joking, but more seriously not, that the owner of the Lego store, Anthony, was like a new friend to me. And so I went in one day, and I was shopping, and his I didn't know it at the time, but his wife had come out, and she saw me going, and I was saying hi and being friendly. He, and I said to him how my wife, I relate the story about my wife saying, oh, are you going to go see your new friend? And he laughed, and he said that his wife had seen me the previous time and asked who I was because I was very friendly and I was talking with her and he told her who I was uh, and she said to him oh is that your new friend and lo and behold his wife and my wife picked up on it before he and I ever did that we were forming a friendship which was wonderful because this was a time I needed a friend and it also was a conduit for me to find something that I could do creative with my hands to help me on my process that is, and at the time was not really known to me, but is actually kind of connected to the hobby. And that is building Lego, playing with Lego. It's something that worked for me because it had no association to Adrian and any association to other friends or family who had passed away was limited to either when I was a child or when I might say, hey, look, there's a cool new Lego thing coming out. So they were not strong and deep memories and emotional reactions to it. So I could then buy a Lego set, I could build these things and have fun and do it and use it as a tool to kind of help me heal or heal enough to continue on my journey anyway. And in... Doing this, I continue to hang out more and more and more at the Lego store and hang out with Anthony, and we have become friends. And the Lego store is my friendly local game store, if you will. I don't play games there. When I go, I hang out. It has the same feeling or, as the kids say these days, the same vibe. But the neat thing is that there are those who have created rules to play games, tabletop games, with Lego. So you can have combat, you can do all these things, and I learned about it, I think actually I was introduced to it ages ago by a member of the Wargaming community, but it kind of was so buried in the back of my brain and so covered in brain fog and grief and everything that I had forgotten until Anthony had said, you know, people buy Star Wars Lego in particular to build armies so they can do army building and do these things, and they do it for dioramas and displays, but I thought, aha! This could be really cool to do with wargaming, to do some sort of skirmish game, to find a way to maybe role play with them or play games with my kids. And wouldn't that be neat? And so I've kind of let it percolate for a while, but all this time I've continued to accrue Lego. Uh, and much to my wife's chagrin, I have decided I want to keep Lego boxes, which is not something I recommend because it takes up a lot of space but I love the artwork. I have really become enmeshed in the joy of Lego. And my focuses tend to really go to Star Wars, but I love space or anything the science related. And I also, because of my kids, I get drawn to things like Duplo, which are for much younger children, or for the Friends, which were marketed towards those who identify as girls. But really, it's for everyone, no matter what gender you are. And I would argue every Lego set is that way, right? Some might tend to appeal more to those who identify as boys, Star Wars maybe, or superheroes. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can like whatever you like, and it doesn't matter. And it's awesome. And so I've started to expand my horizons. And I will buy a Lego set because it's cool or it has something neat about it. And I'm learning more about how Lego works and how it interacts and different aspects of Lego. It's to the point where I will buy a Lego set that I know I can complete during my lunch break and I bring it to work and I build Lego during work. It's really, really cool. and something that brings me great joy. And now I'm at the point where I'm thinking, well, maybe I should really kind of pay attention to how one can game with Lego. And Lego's not cheap. It is an expensive thing, but as any of us who Wargame know, Wargaming is expensive, right? And right now, I'm not really buying gaming stuff. Uh, As I mentioned previously in this episode, it's too painful for me at this point. I don't doubt that I'll be able to get back there where if it is still painful, it'll be a pain that I can tolerate. Right now, I cannot. And maybe you are in... similar journey or maybe you have been or sometime in your life you might be and that's why I'm sharing all this because you might feel that you're alone and you're not even when you think there's nothing else around when you feel like you are that ship that's slowly sinking or quickly with no land in sight there's someone else there someone else is going through the same thing you might not be aware of it you might not see it but they're there and they might be able to help you. And you might be able to help them. It's really a beautiful thing. I've learned actually that there are members of the Wargaming Recon community who are LEGO fans. They are, as the community calls them, AFOLs, adult fans of LEGO. LEGO loves its acronyms uh, and its little uh, inside jokes and terminology. Um, And I've grown to love them too. one of my favorite just because of how it sounds is not studs not on top. It's very easy to understand, but it makes me laugh because I have the sense of humor of a 13-year-old boy. It just, I can't stop myself. It's not. it's really funny. My kids love it too. So I'm going to see what I can do to bring LEGO into the hobby, as it were. Although it's its own hobby, but into the Wargaming hobby. And I think I want to do it with Star Wars. This is the year where LEGO is releasing a lot of... Snow-themed Star Wars sets. And if you're a Star Wars fan, and if you're not, I'm sorry. Maybe someday you might become one. And if not, I know there's another fandom that you probably enjoy. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Gigantic nerd. Happy to say it. Major geek. Big fan of Star Wars. And my favorite Star Wars film is The Empire Strikes Back. It has a famous battle scene on there on this icy snowy planet called hoth and everyone's wearing you know snow outfits and all that kind of stuff and they're fighting with these cool vehicles and everything and lego's releasing a bunch of that stuff this year Some has already come out and i've been thinking maybe i should buy some of these and maybe i should build some and maybe i should find a way to play a game with some of them what do you think should i do this please let me know. You can reach me on any of the socials. It's Wargaming Recon. We have our Wargaming Recon fan club group on Facebook, the official Wargaming Recon Facebook group. We're on Twitter and on Insta. I believe both are Wargaming Recon. Insta might be something different. No, but I think it's that. Uh, And, of course, you can leave a comment on the website, wargamingrecon.com, or send an email to jonathan at wargamingrecon.com. I really want to know, do you think I should pursue this? Is this something that you think might be interesting? Because if I do it, I will, of course, talk about it on the show. I will maybe devote an episode of Wargaming Recon to this and to the different rules that are out there. I believe one's called Brick Wars, uh, about the different ways that you can wargame using LEGO and what can happen with that. Joshua, you're going to want to edit that out. I'm sorry, a bunch of ice just slid off the roof of my car. (laughs) So I think it could be a really interesting thing to tackle and to see how it works out. And I think it's also something that may not be adopted by certain aspects of the wargaming community, certain maybe grognard aspects, and that's okay. But I think it would work for a younger demographic. And as... If you're a new listener, you probably don't know this, but a long-time listeners know, I'm a huge proponent of growing the hobby, of introducing children to the hobby, and getting them engaged in the wargaming and tabletop gaming hobby. I think there's a lot of great things there for them, a lot of benefits, and I think they have a lot of fun with it. So if I could do that with this, that could be cool. And then maybe someday, when... I am able to once again attend a convention in person. Maybe someday I can put on a small uh, kid-friendly game using Lego. And I think kids would really enjoy that. Who am I kidding? I would really enjoy that. Uh, So that's half the fun, right? Finding something that, that you would enjoy and sharing it with others. So that's a thing. And like I said, if you are going through intense grief like I am, And you are unable to do the things that you used to do to kind of help you with that sort of stuff. Find something new. It's out there. And for me, it's Lego. And maybe it'll be Lego for you or something else. And it might change, and that's okay. I know that there are many different ways to deal with the complex emotions we all have. And for some, Wargaming is it painting models, building terrain, reading rules, doing research, all of that can be it. And actually, as hard as it was in the beginning for me to get back into doing episodes of Wargaming Recon, because, quite honestly, the idea of it brought me to literal tears. It felt like a betrayal of Adrian. And it felt impossible for me to go on without him. And still now, it's hard for me to talk about that. But somehow, it's not as painful for me as doing all the wargaming hobby stuff. And it's actually bringing a little bit of joy to me. Everyone's different. But for myself, I take great pleasure and joy in helping others. And if I can use my pain or me in any way, good, bad, or the other, as a way to try to help you or someone else, I will do it. I really believe in lifting one another up instead of dragging people down. And so maybe this is a way I can do it by sharing my journey. And I promise not every episode is going to be a, oh no, Jonathan is sad, he's grieving, gets a little emotional and choked up. That's not going to be every episode, I promise you that. Uh, It might pop up from time to time, though. That's just how it works, and I'm learning to accept it. But speaking of future episodes, I do want to mention that we have some guests lined up. We're just finishing the scheduling of it. But in some upcoming episodes, we do have some really cool things we're going to talk about. Jorg Bender from Things from the Basement creates really incredible MDF kits that you can build and paint and if you live across the pond or over in Europe it's probably easier to get his stuff from uh, over there in foreground and they do versions of them that are pre-painted as you were they come all colorized and everything you just put them together but here in the States it's easier to get the originals and you can paint them however you want and build them. So he's going to be coming on to talk about the entire process going from idea to finished product for the USS Adrian Benson. Which is a submarine that are created. It's a Victorian science fiction style submarine that you can use for a variety of things. He has a whole line of these things, airships and all sorts of stuff with that kind of theming. So we'll do a dive into that to learn how does this all work and what happens in the process. How do you go from, hmm, I think it would be cool to have a new product in this lineup, let's make it a submarine, to coming up with this finished design model and having the USS Adrian Benson on your table. We're also going to be having another very special guest come on Mr. Peter (laughs) Brick, you would think I can say this by now. Uh, Joshua, I'm sorry, you're going to have to edit that. We're also going to have another very special guest come on the show, Mr. Peter Blix Bryant. He is going to come and talk about a couple things, really. So you might know that we used to belong to a couple different podcast networks. And the most recent one that we were a member of, but not anymore, was the TSR Podcast Network. And Peter was the new media director for TSR. And he's going to talk about the change in direction for TSR and why they got rid of the podcast network, why I'm okay with it, and also how they have rebranded themselves as Solarian Games, what that means and what their new products are and how things are going for them as a company. They are a role-playing game-focused company, but they do uh, some other stuff. So I think it'd be pretty interesting to see how things are going there, and I think you'll enjoy that. And then we're going to have our very own Joshua Shoebridge on, and we're going to learn about what it's like to attend a tabletop gaming convention during pandemic. And to do this, we're going to use his recent experience at CanCon in Australia, that is a Canberra convention that they do for wargaming. And so we'll just learn what his experience was like, what he did, uh, what kind of safety measures they have in place uh, for when he went, uh, be- people's behaviors, what kind of games are there, attendance, all that sort of stuff. And just kind of look at what it's like to game at a convention during pandemic. And yes, I know it's in Australia and every place is different, but we have a global audience here at Wargaming Recon. And so we'll see how that all is and what's going on with everything. I think you will enjoy that. And we are working to have other guests come on down the road and cover other topics and get into some other areas of gaming and see how it goes. But like I said, I do want to hear from you about my adding Lego and looking into Lego as a wargaming venture, as it were. So please be sure to reach out to us. Like I said, we are on social media. We're on all the things. Everywhere. We're printed on Lego brick. Not really. Um, But we're everywhere. Or it feels that way. As Wargaming Recon, check us out on all the socials. Visit us at wargamingrecon.com. You can always email me, jonathan at wargamingrecon.com. You can check out our show notes at wargamingrecon.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Insta. We're, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we really are everywhere. And if we're not a place that you regularly go to online, please let us know. We'll look into it and see if we can get there as well. And until next time, you know the drill. No matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you know that you gotta, you need to, you have to keep on gaming. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. This recording is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener, Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Thank you to everyone who backed our 2021 podcast season on Kickstarter. In particular, we'd like to thank 3DDZYN at 3Ddesign.com, Nate Taylor of Dwarven Forge, and things from the basement, where you can get highly detailed laser cut terrain kits for 28, 20, and 15 millimeter figures and other exciting products. We couldn't have been successful without the help of all of you. Thank you so much for your support and being part of our community. We hope you are enjoying the 2021 season.